This is the best of the week on Relevant Radio. Joining us live from the March for Life in Washington, D.C. for much more perspective is Morning Air contributor Kristen Hawkins herself, the president of Students for Life of America and Students for Life Action. Kristen is a Catholic Christian, a wife, a mother, a grassroots activist, author, speaker, and a human rights advocate who has coordinated a national team that serves over 1,400 Students for Life chapters in all 50 states and has trained well over 180,000 young people. Good morning, Kristen. Thank you so much for being up early uh, to be with us here uh, this morning from uh, D.C. and another March for Life. It is uh, so good to be with you once again. Thanks for having me, Anna. Being the ones on the ground, on campuses, our churches, and our communities, to get the job done. And the work, uh, the, the mighty work uh, that is truly before us, it's, um, there's a lot of responsibility. And I think that was one of the feelings I walked away with that day on June 24th. Uh, 2022, after announcing the decision, was that you know the heavy responsibility that now comes before all of us uh, who are pro-life, who are Christians, uh, to stand up, to speak out, to get involved, to serve uh, locally and in our states and in, and in Washington D.C. Uh, to be the advocates, you know, for those who have no voice, and that's what we're doing here today, John. We're we're gathering at the March for Life to say, hey, the job isn't done. There's more that we have to do. Our National Pro-Life Summit, which is sold out tomorrow uh, here in Washington, D.C., where many of the students are going to get trained that come to the march. You know, our, our theme is equal rights for all, born and pre-born. And we're going to be speaking with all the students at the summit and young people uh, who gather to talk about what we must do to secure once and for all equal rights uh, for every child, every person in our Constitution. Uh, and that's a lot of work. And I think it's, you know, uh, it's not going to come without challenges. And we've certainly seen, I think, our fair share of challenges in the pro-life movement this year. Um, but I think today is a reminder that we are one in the body of Christ. Uh, we are called to speak up, to advocate, uh, no matter, you know, elections as they come and go, uh, no matter, you know, the media narrative that's spun untruthfully about us. Um, no matter the suppression, the First Amendment violations, the threats of violence that are against us, we gather every year to speak for those who have no voice. We gather every year to remember those who we've lost in our generation to the violence of abortion uh, and the abuse of their mothers. Uh, we gather there here to mourn them. Um, but I think we also gather to uh, steal our resolve. I had somebody tell me yesterday, this is like my, this is my pro-life tune-up when I come to the March for Life every year uh, to remind me why we, why we do this fight. And it's why it's so important that uh, our diocese and our Catholic schools across the nation uh, really continue to send their young people here to March for Life. I was pretty upset last night. I was speaking with a group of students from Michigan uh, in, our, in the lobby here. The kids had me up all night coming in and they want to talk and take pictures and uh, a group of students said, oh, this is so exciting, but we're sad because we were, we were just told that we're not, our school and our diocese isn't sending us back here next year. And so they asked, can you send an angry letter? <laughs> uh, and that's what I promised them to do, of really trying to have a conversation uh, with our Catholic leaders across America to keep sending our young people here to Washington, D.C. Because, John, this is where the pro-life generation was made. This is where the seeds of truth were planted. 
This is where young people's hearts, you know, 85% of our team at Students for Life, uh, they've, they all committed their lives to, the, to ending abortion. It was here at the March for Life. And so today, I've been praying and fasting this week for all of these young kids who are coming in today by the busload, who are exhausted, who are going to be very might, you know, cold in the snow, uh, that their lives are transformed. Uh, and then they will join us. Uh, in, in abolishing abortion, because we need them. Kristen, what is, was, is your sense of uh, how important uh, this year's march is, the, the second one after uh, Roe was overturned, uh, especially in this election year where the issue of abortion uh, has been uh, front and center? I think it's extremely important to show uh, our nation's leaders. I was up on, uh, up on Capitol Hill yesterday, and, you know, I was having conversations with them about what now we must do and what we require of them that were demanding that they do. You know, they've run as pro-lifers, taken money from pro-life voters to run for office. We've door knocked for them. Now is not the time uh, to back away from the issue of life simply because uh, a couple of elections did not go our way, in which we were massively outspent and um, lies and mistruths were spread in states about uh, these ballot referendums. Now is the time uh, to be resolved uh, and to move forward with courage. And I think that's why it was so important, you know, coming to the marches will fill you up as a pro-life activist. Uh, but I'm hoping and I'm praying it fills up our leaders on Capitol Hill and the, our state elected officials who have now just gone back to office. Um, and I'm praying it shows uh, America uh, in the news articles and the pictures of of, of our work and what we do today, I uh, will see that they know we're not going away, which, by the way, John, is what infuriates uh, Planned Parenthood and the other side uh, so much is that they can't seem to shake us. Well, Kristen, uh, it's providential uh, that the Speaker of uh, the House of Representatives, uh, Mike Johnson, will be uh, one of uh, of the many outstanding speakers. And I understand uh, that the uh, pro-life generation is also being represented this year uh, with a young speaker at at the march. Yeah, we we couldn't be more proud of our Students for Life President Dominic uh, at Penn State University. They have an incredible Students for Life group. I've had the privilege of speaking there uh, on campus and taking the students out to dinner for the past couple of years. Uh, So I I cannot wait to see Dominic up on that stage representing all of us in the pro-life generation. Um, I can't wait to see all the beautiful, joyful, smiling faces of young, these young kids who truly, uh, they aren't here uh, to force um, our opinions on anyone, no matter what people like to say. Uh, We're here to love and we're here to, to love women to love children, to love families, and we're here to serve and love them with our whole heart and tell them the truth about the violence of abortion, how abortion doesn't solve your problems, how abortion uh, simply you know, leaves you uh, missing a child uh, still in the despair you, you found yourself in when you walked into that Planned Parenthood or abortion facility. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the annual National Pro-Life Summit that will be going on uh, tomorrow. I've been blessed to have attended a few of them in the past. They're always outstanding. I know you have uh, a great lineup again this year. Yes, we're sold out here at the Grand Hyatt. Folks can actually watch it live tomorrow all day from the main stage. You can go to prolifesummit.org. You can sign up to watch the live stream. I'll be speaking at 
9.30 a.m. delivering kind of a marching order speech for our pro-life generation, where we must move forward, where we're going uh, as, a, as, a, as a movement of young people. And then I'll be interviewing Vice President Mike Pence. We have Dr. Alveda King. Uh, in the evening, our final speaker will be Fox and Friends' and Rachel Campos-Duffy. Uh, it's going to be an amazing all-star lineup. I'm so excited for the summit. Uh, and one of the reasons I'm so excited for the summit is, is, is uh, sleeping in the next room right now uh, is my fit, almost 15-year-old son, Gunner. <laughs> um, uh, and I've talked a lot about him over the years with you, John, and uh, with all the folks at Relevant. Uh, but this will be his first march for life out of utero. Uh, so I am, I am so excited. I was just he was sleeping just about 20 minutes ago. I was praying over him that today would transform his life and he'd see what the family business of saving lives is all about. Well, it is such a blessing to hear that. And uh, uh, Kristen, I, I know that uh, uh, this is really a continuation of what's going on uh, uh, with uh, your National Pro-Life Summit of what you call this uh, pro-life tune-up. It really is an opportunity for these young people to learn and to get further educated, to get further enthusiastic uh, uh, of, about the importance of, of life. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, this is where the pro-life generation is made. It's why I was so, you know, disheartened when those kids told me yesterday from Michigan that they weren't coming back next year. Um, because we know, you know, when we go on campuses, when I started going on campuses 18 years ago to start students for life groups and identify pro-life students who would share my vision of, of getting active on campus to speak out, to save women, to change policies, to change minds, um, I was able to benefit, and the whole Students for Life organization has benefited from the seeds that plant been planted at the March for Life in the hearts of these young people that abortion is wrong, and that they are in the majority, not the minority, and that they're called as Christians. They're called to be Christ's hands and feet. And so when, I, when I'm able to meet them, uh, my team's able to meet them now on campuses. Uh, all we're able to do is to show them the way, you know, light the way for them on how to do this work. Uh, and which is why the March for Life every year is so important because this is where our pro-life generation has been made and where it must continue to be made uh, in the decades as we continue on in this human rights movement uh, until we see an end of abortion. I loved your theme this past fall. I'm coming for your abortion access uh, for all those students on the college campuses. <laughs> Tell us about a little bit briefly about that experience. Yes, uh, I tour on campuses every semester with a new theme. Uh, last semester was a little provocative, uh, but we wanted to get you know pro-choice uh, students out. And to, you know, so often on campuses, our problem in the pro-life movement and even the conservative movement in general is that. Students of a different political persuasion or viewpoint just won't go and hear somebody different, which is new in this generation, I would say. That was definitely not my generation. So we have been, you know, basically uh, hosting speeches, educational tabletop plays where I go, and students can ask me any question they want about why I do what I do and why it's so important that we end the violence of worship. And the conversations we have are incredible. And more importantly, even from those conversations, we video everything I do. We put them online. We don't spend any bad money. Uh, but those videos have been seen hundreds of millions of times. Uh, we, the stories, the DMs that I get are just simply incredible of lives saved 
I have literally just a couple weeks ago, I met a baby that was saved from one of my videos on campus uh, when people were shouting and screaming and cursing at me by taking that, um, by standing firm, um, by answering all of the objections of, of the of pro-abortion arguments, which, by the way, there's only about eight arguments they ever used, a life was saved. Uh, and there's so many more amazing stories I wish I could share with you, but I know we're out of time. Oh, Kristen, there's so much to talk about, so little time. Thank you so much for, for being with us uh, from the March for Life. Really appreciate it. Yes, I'll report back in soon. Thanks again. Like what you just heard? Share it with your family and friends. And thanks for listening.